0: A juvenile ugly movie that represents the worst tendencies of directors channeling Tarantino. To which I say, yeah it hasn't aged well. Um,
1: there are things that we'll get to that haven't aged well, for what I kind of remember it for. I'm still cool with it.
0: I'm cool with some of it. (laughs) There's some there's some stuff in here that I, I just am kind of blown away by. I think first and 100%, foremost,
1: hundred um, percent. Just to uh, just to be clear, we are talking about the Boondock Saints.
0: Yes, we are. Oh, did
1: I not mention that? <laughs> it's not. In, it's not. It's not in the critics' consensus. A lot. Sometimes oh. it is on there. Sometimes it isn't. This week, the critics chose not to even name the movie they were criticizing. <laughs> so uh, we well, are hopefully. Here. if...
0: <laughs> if this podcast reaches you well, you will know going in that this is for the Boondock Saints, the 1999 cult classic
1: vigilante thriller.
0: Vigilante thriller indeed. Um have you watched overnight the documentary about the making of this?
1: I haven't. I didn't know they made a documentary about about such a movie.
0: It will make you hate Troy Duffy on a level that is I swear to god, and this is this is way pre me too. This is ma- made in 2003. Harvey Weinstein is the protagonist of that movie. That's how despicably bad Troy, D- Troy Duffy is. Oh, boy. For other reasons, obviously. But uh, he basically had a sweet deal with Miramax. He had a $15 million deal to direct the movie. He had the script sold and everything. Harvey Weinstein was going to go half-seas on the bar that he worked in and buy the bar that he was bartending at, and he was going to own that, too. This guy was so fucking in and had a like. At the time in 1997, whatever, like if you get a deal like that as a first time filmmaker with no credits, you got a horseshoe up your ass. And this guy, it is the most painfully cringeworthy thing. He absolutely fucking blows it. And it's all his ego. It is all his attitude. It is the absolute... Biggest squandering of an amazing opportunity ever. And you could see why this guy never... He did Boondock 2, and he's never worked. He, he can't no, work. He can't find no. work because he's a fucking asshole. And, and Weinstein, like, blackballed him, basically, from the industry.
1: To get blackballed by another, you know, historical piece of shit is... That's something. It's really... That's something to put on your resume, I guess. Uh, if, although no one reads your resume if you're blackballed, but whatever.
0: <laughs> uh, I highly recommend it, though. Overnight, if you're into uh, cr- uh, if you're into train wrecks, uh, it is a train wreck buffet. This film, so I highly I'm recommend f- it. I'm into
1: buffets. Will it help that?
0: Yes, it's a sushi sushi sesh. <laughs> Sorry, can't even fuck <laughs> it. I can't even say it. <laughs> Um, yeah there's a ton I actually have a, just a ton of notes like I watched a documentary afterwards so there's a ton of like casting what ifs that are really interesting because he basically had the fucking pick of the litter he's like hanging out with Mark Wahlberg and bars like he just had it he had oh. it he, this, movie, this movie could have been I don't know with the script and with the director and the eye and everything like that like it would have had I, I'm, I'm curious to see what it would have been like with that 15 million dollar million budget but yeah yeah it's 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 a real... So it's a story for sure.
1: Very interesting. All right. So let's, uh, before we jump into our notes, let's, uh, let's do some facts here. Facts. Boondock Saints, a Rotten Tomato score of 25%. An audience score really befitting the cult classic moniker, 91%. Yep. Huge disparity. Uh, released in the United States January 21st, 2000. A whopping opening box office of 19,000 nine hundred and thirty dollars it was in theaters for like four and a half hours uh i think it's total box office is something like thirty thousand dollars yeah thirty thousand four hundred and seventy one so really just never did anything in theaters it took off in like the dvd and like vhs and like college dorm room uh yeah scene to me like that's where i remember watching it was at at myu with a good friend of mine from from boston laura that's it's it's just that yeah uh, it, uh, triggers to me um other box office notables that week the hurricane the green mile and the talented mr ripley so there were some good movies out all Do considerably you know better
0: than this movie <laughs> you know
1: <laughs> just wasn't one of those good movies yeah um, it didn't
0: stand a chance in oscar season with yeah those. <laughs> no
1: no swimming swimming against sharks in well, oscar you said it was there.
0: You said it was uh, out for, what, four and a half hours? That's actually yeah. a little bit more time than we, we watched Major League Two last week, And Willie Mays Hayes' movie. Uh, <laughs> a- <laughs> Callback to the Bob Euchre line from, from Major League Two. Exactly.
1: Uh, and the star is really just Willem Dafoe, Sean patrick Flannery, most most well-known as Powder, and Norman Reedus. Oh, as fuck!
0: You- That's the same yeah. guy? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that
1: and Norman Reedus for you uh, zombie enthusiasts out there and the cameo only one cameo we have to bring up the one the only the hedgehog
0: Ron Jeremy
1: Ronnie
0: yeah he, he jacks uh, off well in boots uh that's that's something that he's really good at yeah he um, be typecast or something like that he's a good, he's a good jacker in booths for sure <laughs> <laughs> oh my god well I mean I kind of agree with this critics consensus like I don't know. The first time I watched it, you said you watched it in college. I'm pretty sure I watched it in college, too, in, like, whatever, 2000 You it in college. Yeah, like, yeah. It was yeah. Just like,
1: one of those, like, just movies people, like, watch in dorm rooms. Like, it was just that.
0: Yeah, yeah. I remember someone told me about it, and then I went and got it at Blockbuster. Ah. Um, okay. I might have made a second run. I might have, like, gone once, and they didn't have it, and then I had to go back because it was that hot. But, but yeah, no, I, I had no idea it existed and when i first watched it whatever 20 years old i was blown the fuck away
1: everyone thought it was the coolest movie ever when, yeah. when it first came out like we were 15 16 years old we probably saw it. When we were 18 years old and yeah and people thought it was like the greatest fucking movie in the world it it, it befits the 91 percent audience score by everyone's first reaction when we first saw it
0: i hadn't i don't think i've watched it god damn it it's probably been at least 10 years probably more um my brother connor he's a doctor uh just like connor in the fucking boondock saints Look, i gotta in read the you the text that he sent me because he, he he went on a road trip he listened to all our episodes he loves the show by the way thanks Tom. um thanks connor but he sent me a text i just need you to re- like hear this text that he sent all caught up with the podcast it's terrific Just finished Boondock Saints in preparation for the next one. What a certified crap fest. The first (laughs) one you guys are going to do that I feel that way about. Just not a good movie and no nostalgic factor for me. So I was baffled and I can't believe they got Willie Defoe. They're on a first name basis. uh, To stoop to that level, I'll stop there. LOL. Looking forward to you guys destroying this one. to which I said I was like I don't know man it was my pick so I'm kind of excited about it and then he continues well you're gonna shit your pants when you look at this with a critical (laughs) eye Uh, so much material for you guys to talk about I think that's about it but he he goes on to use the term shit nuggets and mangled mess before he wraps up and says this is fair game so Connor is not a fan of this movie that is, my key, that is my key review. Um, that's my contribution to key reviews. <laughs> it's my, Not in my, the least. My medical professional brother.
1: <laughs> Diagnosing this as a certified loser.
0: <laughs> Sorry, that took me a second to absorb. That was a good one. Um, what else do I got here for notes? Uh, this is mostly just about the documentary. My, my favorite IMDb trivia, which is touched upon in the movie, was that um, the last straw with Miramax? With his behavior, was he had uh, Troy Duffy had Ewan McGregor uh, out drinking to discuss playing one of the McManus brothers, and they got into a fight over the death penalty. And Duffy was like blackout drunk, and he apparently just got like got crazy, and uh, Ewan McGregor backed out. And then that was apparently like when Weinstein and Miramax backed out. What a loser! Yeah. It, it, it pains me because, like, I know what I would do with that kind of opportunity. Obviously not with Harvey Weinstein, but um, that's the I mean, fucking back, back, dream. Back, it's a holy grail. Thing, though, in 95,
1: oh, yeah. it's, it's literally like being fucking tapped by, like, a high council, like, to, to make movies. Like, it's unbelievable. Yeah. And he yeah. just put it right in the toilet.
0: Put it right in the... Well threw the toilet off the roof, and then put it in the toilet. Which
1: actually brings me to one of my,
0: my questions here. <laughs>
1: yes. How, so, forget about the fact that, that Connor rips the toilet out of the, uh, the fixture. I kind of get how you can do that. He's rocking it. He's jacking it with his shoulder. How does he then carry it perfectly balanced up the fire escape to the roof of this shithole building, tenement building they live in, to then throw it off and jump off?
0: Oh, I mean, are we already in Cringeworthy? Because I I can go all day with this. That's just just
1: a a general question. did it make me cringe? It it, it just made me question, like, is this, like, a super... I I didn't remember at first, like, whether this was, like, a real, like, supernatural movie. Like, were there those elements at play? Like, they have that one scene where they're, like, (laughs) touched by Jesus in the fucking jail cell. Oh, Um, yeah. But, like, I, I just wasn't sure if at that point or not whether there was some sort of supernatural powers at work that allowed him to carry perfectly balanced while handcuffed a toilet <laughs> up basically a ladder yeah. to then jump off a building and throw it on uh, a couple of guys.
0: Well, I have I have a couple of gripes with that scene, Chris. I don't know if you realized. Uh, I, actually, you have. It's a little unrealistic uh, a for touch. a lot of reasons. A touch. Because like, okay, so if two guys are grabbing my brother and they're taking him out the door, I don't think my fr- it's almost like the the dumb girl in a horror movie. Like why run up the stairs with the toilet like that's a very pre-calculated thing to throw he had a to play toilet it, man. At, he, to throw a toilet at somebody from a roof i don't know i don't know if he had practiced tossing a toilet off the roof to kill a bad guy and then jump on the other bad guy but he fucking put his brother at risk there you know he did he did
1: the toilet very much could have hit uh murphy uh, yeah. uh murphy mcmanus by the way i mean Connor mcmanus is uh, enough of a stereotypical irish name Murphy McManus, whoa, that's that's something else. But yeah, like I don't know, maybe there's some sort of like Southie Olympics where they just throw like a bunch of shit off roofs. Uh, I don't know.
0: What, but also, uh, Defoe refers to it as a clear-cut case of self-defense to yes. kill someone to kill yeah. someone by toilet from yeah. a fucking roof. Uh,
1: <laughs> certainly. So, so actually, yeah. So let's. Let's jump into it because we're going to start stepping on categories here. So uh, let's kick it off with cringeworthy scenes for which I have written the accents, all of them.
0: So someone, again, I don't want to step on other categories. Someone is my lead contender for LVP because of that reason. Um, so
1: we talked about in, in, the, in the Deeds podcast, bad, I think it was Deeds. Yeah, it was Deeds, about bad accents and how you really like Boston accents even when they're terrible. Yes, the there weren't really many Boston accents in this. There, there were some Irish accents. There were some fake Italian Russian accents. There were a couple other things. But for a movie set in Boston, there weren't really any Boston accents.
0: Green Greenlee, the the dumb cop, yeah, he's his the only one. his accent was good, and a couple of like the day player cops were were pretty good too. Definitely, uh,
1: yeah. and Greenlee has he's he sort of almost steals that opening scene until Defoe comes in and completely steals it. But um, his theories in Hilarious. that scene are world record dumb and very entertaining.
0: Well, there is a great payoff of his where he keeps saying the dumb thing throughout the movie. And then they hit on the yeah. joke. They hit it really well where he actually they has do. the right thing at the end. And Defoe calls him a fucking moron again or something like that. That, that to me was awesome. That was we a really d- good script nugget.
1: Defoe has, like, the moment of, like, reckoning or, like, awakening. He's like, oh, fuck, it was one guy with six guns, huh? <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, I love the line, too. Where you going? Mo- nowhere. <laughs> fucking nowhere. Yeah, me and my
1: friend uh, Jared would say that a lot to each other. Yeah. So that's that's a good one. Yeah.
0: I mean, for Cringeworthy, so, yeah, accents, I think, uh, across, like, all the Irish accents, Billy Connolly, uh, not him because he's – irish yes um, he, na- he nails it <laughs> he nails it No, he does well with it um the open so the opening credit the opening sequence in the church was fine it was a little slow and then fine. the whole irish music meat packing plant like the first act of heroism amongst the saints is one of them blasting a woman in the face
1: uh uh-huh. yeah no, i they- wasn't
0: i wasn't cool with that
1: starts starts with jokes about domestic violence. Then she kicks one of them in the nuts and Murph defends, defends Connor with punching her square in the jaw, which by the way, if that turned out to be like a full on fight, she would have beat the shit out of both of them. Like she would have, I'm sure it got broken up, but like that is one, not, not to be fucked with. She would have ruined them.
0: Right. So <clears throat> I don't think so the thing is like, I don't think the McManus brothers can actually fight. I think they can kill people. Like I think yeah. that they can be crazy and like smash bottles over people's heads, but I don't yeah. think that they're like fisticuff fighters. We no, don't the see them do that,
1: fighters. right? Uh, early on, um, Murph gets well, his the... back against the wall with the Russians, and Connor says, "Let him go. He'll be fi- he'll be fine. He can handle himself." And he takes two wine bottles off the rack behind him and like claps the guy's ears with two red wine bottles. That's
0: exactly what I would do in that situation.
1: I mean, grab anything <laughs> around and hit someone yeah. in the head with it. Like that's that's just that's
0: just it. I mean, obviously. Um, Kana is fucking dead jumping off that. It doesn't matter if he has a 600-pound person cushion. He's absolutely dead. His legs are broken.
1: He's right, so it's, concussed. It's, it's at least the sixth floor because they're on the fifth floor because the woman on the fourth floor had problems with the plumbing from the, right. the toilet raining on them. So if he goes to the roof, it's at, it's at least six, maybe more. So he's jumping off a six-story building onto people and concrete like yeah his, his yeah. legs are at, the, at best broken
0: well yeah and also like uh connor is it murphy murphy has to help connor to the police station because he can't walk and then they walk out of there and they're back to being killing machines with no recovery time jumping yeah. off a six six story fucking building minimum um, minimum min- <laughs> minimum and there's toilet broken toilet all over the place you cut yourself it's just have
1: you ever been cut by ceramic like broken ceramic like like toilets you're made out of
0: yeah it's not it's not pleasant
1: it's some of the sharpest shit on on the fucking planet like that cuts deep and fast and you fucking bleed so yeah he really put his like i said before he really put his brother at risk by throwing that toilet off the the roof (laughs) because if that gets you like anywhere in the face or like neck area like you're probably gonna bleed out
0: yeah yeah um so i don't think that uh, that scene was particularly thought through
1: no cool to watch <laughs> but not very well thought through
0: oh yeah 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 <laughs> um, uh, it's, you, you mentioned it before that reckoning scene in the middle of the night when jesus or god whatever touches them jesus they or both, god like, or whatever whatever the higher being is they have that like church music fucking thing that keeps happening
1: they both like raise up out of the out of the beds as if like they're being summoned like it's it's strange and, and weird and uh, i don't think particularly good
0: Yeah, I um, I'm not on board with most of the. I feel like it kind of stops the action. It stops the fun when we have these like really masturbatory slow motion like five five minute montages with these like oh and they're putting coins on people and it's like we get it. They're fucking they go to church, but they still commit mass murder. Um, (laughs) you know what I mean? Like,
1: I'm with you. Not not great. Other, other things that made me cringe, um, things that will, will answer the question of can this movie be made today? Uh, Rocco's joke.
0: Oh and, my God. Uh,
1: and some of Defoe's lines, even though he is uh, yes. a homosexual man in the, in the movie. Some, some of his lines are really eesh, tough.
0: Well, the, a, the, tough the to cuddle gear. scene, first of all, the cut, yeah, yes, the cuddle the scene absolute, is what I wrote down. He, he, he slaps that guy. Yeah. He absolutely slaps that actor. You see the the guy's face fucking jiggle,
1: like and he, sh- he shrieks like Nathan Lane in uh in the
0: Birdcage. <gasps> uh, yeah, <laughs> with the the car the the car horn. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. No. That 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 was really bad. And I and I actually made the note too. Sometimes Defoe goes way too far, and it's borderline offensive. And I really do. It, I can put him on both LVP and MVP. I think. If you if you showed somebody who has never seen this before, and you asked like a like a group audience, I think it would be kind of split whether or not Willem Dafoe was good or bad in this movie.
1: Okay, I think we can answer that later, but I'll. Uh,
0: yeah, I, I will. I will note that. <laughs> just a little preview of the uh, the MVP LVP categories.
1: Things I don't understand: what sort of Italian last name is Jacovetta? The Jacovetta crime family, like it's it's just it's not. An Italian last name, like it's it's beyond, like it sounds half Eastern European, half Italian, like as if you like mashed the two together, but like that doesn't even sound remotely Italian.
0: Well, it also goes in the hotel. Is it a it's a Russian mob boss? Yeah,
1: yeah. They, then, they 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 kill all the Russians, and that's why they send Rocco there oh, to kill the right, Russians. Right. It's a rival mob of the Italians.
0: Right, but, but then, then the he realizes he's is... set
1: up and, and runs the hand around on that.
0: But then Yakovetta, like, that's what kind of confused me a little bit because I didn't think that the Yakovetta like, the other boss, whatever, I didn't think he was Italian. I actually thought that he was Eastern European.
1: No, is Italian. Yeah. They say the... it when they show, like, his stats on the screen.
0: Yeah, which I thought was a little, a little dumb because then the, dumb. the former boss is, is throwing urinal cakes in, uh, yeah. in a great, bathroom great somewhere. No, he's, he's a sniper yeah. with urinal cakes. <laughs> urinal cake sniper yeah oh my god great aim <laughs> um i don't think i've ever seen a k in 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 an italian word. k is not
1: a, a, a it's not it's ch right. is how you make the k sound in that's what i mean italian so yeah that's for starters that's how why jacobet is not just a fucking name so that's that's one of my gripes here
0: yeah. Um, well, also stuff that didn't age well too. Uh, Rocco grabbing the girl's breast when she's passed out. Yeah. No. Nope. Just no. None of that. Um, what about
1: Drag Willem Dafoe?
0: So Willem Dafoe has the most scary masculine face on the planet. Mm-hmm. Is there a more masculine face than Willem Dafoe's?
1: I mean, there, there, there are. But like, his face is definitely that of a man um yeah. so it he comes knocking so on my door in in a dress trying to seduce me i think i'd be more confused by anything than anything yeah. but you know <laughs> good good on him for pulling it off i guess
0: yeah it's pretty bad it's uh it's almost as bad as rocco's design rocco's disguise in the ski mask with all his hair popping out
1: <laughs> and they all
0: laugh at him. it's so bad <laughs> it's um so terrible it really is and then like. So, the coin sequence again, I, I already mentioned that, like the whole slow motion post murder thing um where they put the coins on everybody's eyes, and then them like kind of admiring the ceiling of like all the on the nose references of like this only happens on t v What the fuck did I need rope for?
1: yeah, you didn't, there's you didn't a lot of yeah there's a lot of those on the nose references. I actually have a question is is the movie slash t v stuff too on the nose? Yes, a couple of the lines make me laugh like the the one line of uh oh, this isn't a movie and then he holds up the knife and goes is that right rambo <laughs> <laughs> like that, that's if if it had stopped there like it's fine with they make like four or five more references to it about tvs and tv and movies that it's it, it becomes too much
0: it does become a little too much and i think that a lot of this i the overacting in this movie is just olympic level mm-hmm. um just as an overarching thing but uh <laughs> so it, 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 on top of the the overacting the I guess overcompensating of like we need you to know how scary and mean these people are or this person is. So el Duce is carted around like fucking Hannibal Lecter. He's right. got three prison guards with shotgun aiming his aiming at his face while he's chained up like like an animal. Boom, parole granted.
1: He's just, just getting rubber, out he's just-
0: rubber stamped. Just walking out of there. It's like, okay, cool. Put down the shotguns. This guy's okay. It took Morgan
1: Freeman three tries to get out of Shawshank. But (laughs) Il Duce just rolls out of there on a fucking Tuesday afternoon.
0: Yeah, yeah. That really didn't make sense. There's so much of that in this movie that is like the suspend the disbelief. Yes, I get it. Um, But Jesus Christ. Some of it's like, dude.
1: Besides that, the last thing I have written down is that um, when they go into the courtroom at the end to like have their reckoning of everyone. The security in the courtroom is maybe the worst I've ever seen depicted in film. There's just like the stand metal detectors and they go in and they just throw the guns over the top of it and walk, just waltz right through with like shit loads of automatic weapons <laughs> into a courtroom. Like nothing to see here. Just a bunch of guns.
0: <laughs> well, <laughs> come that, on. that, that, and also when they're, when they're being held captive at the mobster's house they leave the fucking door open to where they're being yeah. and then what's his name a just walks right in walks strolls Th- right in There, are these two guys who, who the one guy ripped a fucking toilet out of the ground and killed two people with it and you're gonna leave the goddamn door open after <laughs> fucking duct taping their fucking arms shut or whatever the fuck they did like <laughs> are you fucking serious yeah um and then last, like the overacting, again, is insane in this movie. But Rocco's death scene, the way those two guys fucking scream. It's,
1: they scream and, like, the laying side-by-side side of them on the floor as, like, <laughs> as, as he passes is, uh, yeah, it's something.
0: It, it really is a lot. So, so and I agree, too. And, and then also, I don't know if you caught it when after they shoot uh, Papangulo, after they shoot yeah. the guy in the back of the head. Um everybody screams and runs out and the 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 reporters are out there waiting. The mob of people run down the stairs and the first woman down the steps goes, Yes, I was there. Yeah. Yeah we know lady. We just watched yeah, we you saw, fucking we, saw you. we heard a gunshot and we saw you run out of the building. <laughs> we saw you hun. This could be either redeeming or cringeworthy. The whole iron scene, like the whole like Ironing their wound shut was pretty, pretty grotesque and hard it's to That's pretty
1: gritty. It's pretty gritty. A few scenes in that apartment were pretty outrageous. The just them fucked up and like drinking and getting stoned and like messing around <laughs> with guns and then he just fucking explodes a cat. <laughs> like yeah, as as much of a fuck up as he is, like you don't really see that one coming. You're like oh, this cat's here, whatever, it's cool. Boom. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um bubba was being bad that day and uh I, I paused it and i went and got him and showed him that scene <laughs> <laughs>
1: straighten his act that real fast you see
0: that fucko <laughs> exactly uh and i'm just I, kidding i would I, never i would never do that i would never do that don't call anybody on me please <laughs> um other than that
1: i guess the um rocco's girlfriend and her friend just oh, yeah. even though they're in it for like a minute and a half i could do it without them completely
0: yeah, but you you need that that whole scene with Rocco fucking. Losing he loses his mind. it. It's Big so time. good. Talk about overacting. Like, oh my god!
1: I can't get a cup of coffee without finding nine guys you fucked.
0: That is my favorite scene, in the that's my favorite line in the movie. I've been we with my friends, and I would say that all the time. I um, I had one friend who his voicemail was. He would, the the whole—I know the whole line. It's like, "Shut your fat ass, Ravy. and then he. I can't buy a pack of smokes without running into nine guys. You at the tone? Please record your message. We go to voicemail like
1: that. That's, re- that's really good. <laughs>
0: uh, yeah, when it hits, like the comedy in this movie is fantastic. It is some of it,
1: and the overacting plays into it. Like it helps. Uh, I think it. I think it can help it.
0: Willem Dafoe's sort of caricature. He really, really goes for it. Oh, big um, time! It, it's it. It is like nothing else. And, and a part of me is like on the fence as to whether or not it is an offensive character. Um, but he his commitment to it is even in, when he's in drag and that whole scene. The way he the way he kisses that the dude, uh-huh. like pulls his lip like three feet back like a cartoon yeah. character. Like it's it's, just it's, it's it's
1: it's like a it's like a Who Framed Roger Rabbit sort of yeah. scene. Like. <laughs> it's it's very over the top.
0: Yeah, yeah. But even like in early on, he's like, uh, "Oh, really? I just might want to bagel with my coffee." And he like yeah. puts his
1: hands on like his hips, like a little
0: bit. <laughs> um, the how do you feel about the the bartender with Tourette's and the stutter? Okay, so this, this is
1: actually a great uh, unintentional segue. We can go to redeeming scenes now. Yeah. I I love him. Uh, I think in in the scene and a half he's in, just screaming fuck ass every other sentence for him is terrific when they're like with uh like with the sick kids and like none of that was meant for you buddy he's he's not well
0: <laughs> well there was when when he was trying to get through it and he's like the card and he, he keeps trying to get through the the sea the and card and he finally gives up himself, oh fuck he gave me this
1: yeah, <laughs> <laughs> when, uh, when they go through all the uh all like the mixed up like idioms and stuff that he has, I really appreciate that.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah th- that that whole thing was really endearing, because that Agreed. actually feels like a very like neighborhood specific thing. I don't think you just oh, make something like that up. You know, that no, probably is like, the guy. That probably is the bartender. It like might be from the bartender, their neighbor, like yeah, definitely. Yeah, it they might be the real dude
1: around there, and they're like, yeah, hey, let's put this guy in. What the fuck?
0: yeah <laughs> yeah I, I enjoyed that very much kind of makes me feel like river dancing <laughs> that's Another a really good cringy. line it's yeah strange. no i enjoyed that
1: <laughs> um the first the first we see of paul snecker uh Willem defoe's character like the rock star entrance he has yes is fucking cool like yeah you're like who is this guy like he's coming to like Figure this all this shit out. He's the FBI agent, these local dickhead cops, or whatever. Like, the real potential hero or, or crime fighter is here.
0: Yeah, yeah. The, and then the whole sequence where he's listening to the opera music and figuring it all out. Well, oh, the, the card of it, game
1: shootout or the, or the first one?
0: No, we'll, we'll get to that. I, I yeah. have a lot of thoughts about that scene. Yeah. Um, and we are in redeeming moments, so I will say it is a very redeemable moment for me. Correct. Um, but the no, I'm, the, that first time where we actually see him in action because we don't mm-hmm. know what the what is the skeleton of this movie. Well, yeah, but we also don't know like the format, like the non-linear format of the movie that we're gonna get the mm-hmm. flashback of it later on. So that's I think was a big part of why I think anybody first time watching will enjoy it because after that that alleyway scene, you're back to the fucking bar fight, and we're leading yeah. up to this, and then the, they wake up the next morning. You still don't know how it went, so. I think that, that now that that surprise factor is gone for me and I'm just watching it as is, I think it took a little bit of the life out of it. It takes
1: some away away from it, having known that, yeah.
0: And when they fuck with Rocco after uh, the strip, was it the strip? No, the hotel scene. No, the hotel scene. And he's got the six-shooter.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Poor fucking guy. Yeah. Send in, send in to fucking clip one or two guys and then go himself tough tough life for Rocco well the,
0: the the great line that one of them has one of the brothers has is uh what were you gonna do Rock? laugh the other three to death <laughs> funny <Yes>. man
1: <laughs> And that's before they even reveal who they are and it's such yeah. it's such a great fucking line to yell at him
0: it's yeah like, he's
1: like such a dope that I was like I don't know maybe maybe I could have laughed him to death like I don't know
0: yeah it, it's it's amazing like and then and then leading into the the drunk sequence later on we talked about the cat that whole sequence for Rocco in the apartment the, the shot when her friend tells him to shut up to shut your ass Ravi. I can't get a pack of smokes line the shot of him pulling his hair back standing over her yeah my favorite shot in the movie
1: it's really good it's, it's so really well, it's really good. Well yeah I like we we touched on the uh the the Rambo line before but like when they first go gun shopping and like weapon shopping and like the kid in the candy store look on all their faces and like, I just like scenes like that in, in action movies where like you see like a whole fucking arsenal of, of things and like people are just going to like, just strap up. Like I, I, I really like that. So uh yeah, that's a cool scene for me.
0: I like that too. It it kind of reminded me of uh like, like a James Bondy kind of. Yeah. Like whenever he gets his thing. gadgets yeah. in those
1: movies, like that's always like a fun scene for me. So like, yeah. yeah. in this one, sa- same way.
0: Totally. Uh, do you want to talk about the firefight sequence? Yeah, I mean that's
1: that's the big one. That's that's the the good elephant in the room here. Um, yeah.
0: Well, just to touch one thing about what an asshole Troy Duffy was the, in the doc, They show some behind the scenes stuff of that, and the production value of it is really awesome. Like the way they shot it, but mm-hmm. the way he talks to Willem Dafoe, you're just like, you don't talk to Willem Dafoe that way. Willem Dafoe Not, was like nobody. asking him well, right, but no, one of the folks was like, hey, so I'm over here, and then blah, blah, blah. He's, like, asking me, he's, like, taking it really seriously. And then he goes, so where do we end? And Troy Duffy just goes, when I call cut. Oh, what a dickhead. It's like, dude, you're, like, 25 years old. Like, this guy's a fucking legend. Yeah. Um, So (laughs) I cannot recommend this documentary enough if you like to watch people destroy their fucking lives. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. So please. (laughs) Um. Just yeah,
1: the theatrics of Defoe in that scene, re- recreating the whole thing, um, how he's spliced into the actual action of like what actually happened as he's calling it, I thought is really well done. It's it's just fun to watch because it's different even than the other flashback scenes in the movie. It could get redundant if it's the same thing over and over, like up, oh, cut, go back, cut, go back. To have him like interspersed with the actual footage, I thought was a really uh, a really cool way to do it.
0: Yeah, and I and I just love watching Defoe hit that absolute breaking point. Um, they actually have you seen two? Have you seen Boondock two? No, I thought about that it, during the movie today. It's unwatchable. Is um, it like a minus two on uh, on Rotten Tomatoes? <laughs> it, I can't imagine it being. I, if it's less than this, I'm gonna guess. I'm gonna guess like eighteen. That's my guess. Are you looking? Yeah, I am. While you're looking that up, they try to recreate. Something similar, and it is oh my god. Like I, I want to cry from the douche chills. Like it is just so bad. Troy Duffy might actually listen to this. uh If you do, I'm not fuck sorry. Off. I think you're a dick. <laughs>
1: fuck fuck uh, your sequel. <laughs> Boondock Two sneaks under at 23. So so one is 25, oh. two is 23. But the real proof is in the audience score, going from 91 down to 58.
0: So, did you watch Dexter? Yeah. Do you know who the Willem Dafoe type character is? Rita. Say again. So the the lead detective, the the Willem Dafoe character, because Willem Dafoe's not in the oh, second in one. two. Rita's
1: yeah. the de- oh god, it's oh, bad.
0: It is that, so bad.
1: You know how bad that 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 makes me think of it as? It makes me think of in um in Dogma not dogma in
0: what's Atlantis what's the, says god
1: no i'm sorry uh in one of the kevin smith movies where they do uh goodwill Two hunt goodwill hunting Two hunting season oh like, yeah yeah yeah, yeah. lion face feel, <laughs> yeah that's that's how i feel like how bad boondock saints 2 is
0: i i like, agree it, it,
1: it sounds like that outrageously poor
0: I'm just. I just thought of a question to ask you later, and I need to write it down. Yeah, I've got. Remember. I've got.
1: I've got a couple for later too. Um, okay, so so that scene is is yeah, I think is the, the defining scene of the of the movie, the the best one, the most redeeming one. Uh, any other scenes to add to the list?
0: I just think. Well, I think Billy Connolly is awesome, and I think that the in that whole sequence, the first sight of him um, with all the guns and stuff, like with the smile on his face and the cigar yeah. and the beard, is just a really fucking cool image it we kind of touched on it before the mob boss screaming Ma <laughs> as he's about to get clipped it's just yeah. hilarious to me the russian um, Italian mob boss right right uh yeah i got i got i got nothing else i mean i, I think the fun is had where the fun is had but mm-hmm. um you know a lot of the cringeworthy stuff i thought was kind of awesome when i was you know 20 for sure after, after 25 bush lights <laughs> Bush, <laughs> uh,
1: could this movie exist in 2020?
0: Uh, with all the racist and homophobic stuff, definitely not. I, I don't think Defoe's character age as well. I don't think that you don't have a you have a straight actor doing something like that now. I don't think that slides. Yeah, um,
1: no. so a, a very modified version of the movie could exist. But, yeah, um, I mean,
0: but... I feel like it's happened. Since, like, I feel yeah, there's a bunch
1: of other like shoot 'em up kind of movies, but yeah, it's kind of a one unto itself in uh, in the era that it was made.
0: Yeah, definitely. But I feel like there's a a vigilante movie every other every other month. I probably watch them all, too Yeah, no, that's definitely in your wheelhouse for sure. Sure is, pal. (laughs) Uh, Any Razzie nominees? I didn't check. Uh,
1: I I didn't either. So let's do two
0: thousand Razzies. I'm going to go ahead and guess that there are no Academy Award nominations for this,
1: correct? <laughs> uh, yeah, no, no Academy Awards. Uh, I guess one maybe? I don't think it was probably released enough to to get recognized for such a prestigious award.
0: I was going to say, I think that for the Razzies at least, I think that if it were a wider release, Defoe would have been nominated for Worst Actor. It's that kind of a performance. It's that kind of like a polarizing performance that most critics will watch and go, what the fuck is he doing in this? What is he doing here?
1: Yeah, he uh, does have two nominees for uh, Golden Raspberry Awards. 1994, Worst Actor uh, for Body of Evidence. Oh yeah. uh, And in 1998, Worst Supporting Actor for Speed 2, Cruise Control. No victories, but two nominations for a Razzie by Man Willem.
0: Well, you know what, you know what doesn't have any Razzie's, Chris? Speed one, yeah, correct. Goddamn fucking right.
1: <laughs> All right, on to uh, the most prestigious awards. Yes, MVP of the movie.
0: I think it's Rocco.
1: Oh, so we might we we might be flip flopped here. Oh, really? I, st- I still think it's Defoe. Uh,
0: He's number two for me.
1: The performance is come is it can be very over the top. It's it's cartoonish at times, but. He's the star of this movie. He's why you rewatch the movie. Like it's the yeah. hint you gave last week. Like he's he's the guy for for this movie, and that's why when I when I think about it, he's he's the winner for me.
0: I I I'm cool with that. He was he was on he's on the list. See, I have three nominees, and I have like a so I I have like a lot of casting what if stuff that I want to ask you, but I think that if again if it if it had been made on the bigger budget. I think Greenlee would have been played by a better-known actor, and that would have been more of a scene-stealer. I feel like that 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 character had the potential to be a real st- scene-stealer, and he kind of was, but he's he not really in it enough.
1: Do you know who physically Greenlee resembles to me? And it, it'll bring us back to the, the Heavyweights podcast quickly. Who? He looks like Peter Berg. He could be like a yeah, Peter Berg cousin.
0: A little bit, yeah. I could see that. Not to say that like, he that. could
1: fill that role, but like he definitely resembles him. So if I'm just thinking of like a better actor to replace, I'm like, I'll throw him in
0: there instead. <laughs> um, all right. So, I mean, I just think Rocco has all the funniest lines. And I think that because Rocco was just Troy's dumbass friend from Boston, never did any acting before or after that, was just there just going for it. I think that to me, he kind of steals the movie a little bit. And knowing that he's not a professional actor makes it even more great for me.
1: Yeah, let's talk about the fact that, first of all, his name in real life is David Della Rocco. Yes. And I think his character's name is Rocco Della Rocco in the movie.
0: Oh, I think it. I think it's actually David Della Rocco on the stats when you see him. But then they put oh, Rocco in quotes. Yeah,
1: real creative, out of the box. Stuff. I guess because he's not a not an actual actor. They just had just respond to your name, pal. Whenever some, someone says who you are, just that's, that's you. That's your cue
0: yeah i mean spoiler alert too uh in the sec, he has a little cameo in the second one and it's you you just as miss an his energy kind of he's in like a dream sequence but he, <laughs> you, you 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 do you get yeah, you're right um but you, you when you see him he's only in there for a couple minutes and it's like oh fuck i miss his presence in this movie yeah uh as you miss everybody <laughs> will Dafoe defoe too so i could i could be on board with defoe being the mvp excellent i i could see rocco
1: so do you want to get to you, who your third nominee was? It was Greenley. Right? It was Greenlee. Oh, Greenlee. Okay, sorry, sorry. I, I'm cool um,
0: with Randy Johnson, Kurt Schilling. This.
1: Yeah. So, so that that's that's fine with me. So, so when I when I got to LVP, I was kind of stuck here a little bit. I, I wrote down Rocco and just I was I was stuck in the fact that I I said I can't decide if he's awesome or sucks. Like because he's, awesome. he's so, because he's so over the top. Like you, you can, and maybe the joke is just part of part of it. But yeah. I'll throw him out of my l v p talk i'm I'm a little lost here, so I need you to kind of guide guide me in this conversation here sensei because I, I i I don't know who <laughs> sucks the i don't know who sucks the most in this movie besides i guess the director I guess we could land on him
0: oh i could I can totally get on board with troy Duffy. I could actually give that to him now I would yeah, just give that it. to him now, but i do right. have no 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 I have one more i have one more but i I did say the case could be made for Defoe I'm going to throw that out the window i'm going to say Norman Reedus. Norman Reedus starts doing the accent at the top halfway through decides, Meh, not going to do it. And then mm-hmm. just completely abandons it by the end of the movie. That yeah. shit drives me fucking bonkers.
1: Same. I, I agree completely. Um, if you're, if you're going to do it, co- at least commit to it. If it's even going to suck, commit to it, but just be consistent for the entire, uh, the entire movie there, pal.
0: Well, also too, I don't think that I actually don't like the, the two brothers. Like I don't like those actors. I, I like I like Reedus on Walking Dead, but I just think that this him losing the giant budget it suffered in in the two leads. Um, and I have three three choices of who could be the McManus brothers. I have three different combos. Do you want to do that now? This is my question for Maggie. So
1: yeah, we've we've sealed off MVP and LVP. Let's uh, let's do this, and then we can uh, then we can jump back in. Go for so it. So are we
0: are we going? Troy Duffy as the LVP. Yeah. Okay, I'm cool with that.
1: Hang hang the L on his big stupid neck.
0: (laughs) Okay. Chris, I have three different possibilities for combinations of the McManus brothers. I want you to pick one. Leonardo DiCaprio and Tobey Maguire. Number two, Mark Wahlberg and Ewan McGregor. Number three, the obvious, Ben Affleck and Matt Damon. And think of where they're at in their career. They're all Ben and Matt. Off of Goodwill Hunting, Marky Mark off of Boogie Nights, Ewan McG- McGregor same thing. Leo having like just done Titanic, Toby Maguire about to do Spider Man. They're I mean, all so, in really.
1: So they had a fifty like that a, a seventy million dollar budget for this movie.
0: They had a fifteen million dollar budget, but it was a Miramax picture. I'm sure that if they attached talent like that, they would have gotten more money for it. I guess, like uh,
1: I don't love Toby as a badass. I, I don't. I guess it's Matt and Ben.
0: Oh, really? I I like the Wahlberg McGregor combination.
1: I don't know. Like, I, I think this movie's too bad for all those actors, so it's that's why it's <laughs> it's hard for me to like recast them in it because I think even with them, it's just good actors in a shitty movie,
0: <laughs> right? But it makes it I think a little bit more. Actually, maybe it wouldn't be as enjoyable, but. The, so I just, for the Paul smecker Sch- uh, what ifs, Miramax wanted Sylvester Stallone. No way. Or Bill Murray or Mike Myers.
1: Mike Myers, I could see the most of those three.
0: There's more. Patrick Swayze, Robert De Niro, Kenneth Brana, Branagh, Brana, Branagh, 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 Kenneth Branagh, Branagh. Branagh. In the documentary, uh, what's his name? Duffy curses him out on the phone. And Kevin Spacey, they all passed on Smecker.
1: That would have been an interesting choice, given hindsight and what we know about the world these days.
0: Mm, seriously. It would have been the
1: problematic Hall of Fame of fucking Harvey <laughs> Weinstein, this, this dickhead, and Kevin Spacey movie together. <laughs> like That's the trifecta of not good people.
0: Yeah, for sure. Okay, I have one more silly question. Uh, of all of our friends and this might be specific, so we'll keep this short. If me, if, if I got the budget to make a movie, that, th- this movie with this script, and they came to me and said, take one of your dumbass Staten Island friends and, and cast them as Rocco, who would it be? Rocco?
1: <laughs> <laughs> and Rocco listens, so hey, buddy. <laughs> no no it wouldn't be it wouldn't he's be. he's a gentle um,
0: he's a gentle
1: sweet dentist what over-the-top goofy jackass friend of ours would i have played this role i i mean conco could fit in this role
0: I, I i was gonna say i think christian conco would be my my choice yeah i don't think this is just because like, anybody, I, feel but... like
1: I, f- I feel like i feel like uh rocco's like a very like gangly dude too so if I, like, like conco physical humor could play here. Um,
0: yeah. Yeah. We, uh, we put a wig on him like a, like a, a hairband wig, you know, like something <laughs> like that.
1: Cause there's we no just... way he can grow a proper, proper beard.
0: <laughs> anyway. So anyway. For, for the 20 people that I could, that, that could appreciate that. Exactly.
1: Devil's advocate in defense of the
0: critics. I mean, it's kind of fucking stupid.
1: Yeah, it's a little like, like you said, like it's like a derivative kind of movie, like just uh violent, over the top, like, yeah, like I get it, I get, I get where they're coming from.
0: Yeah, I, I don't think it's a twenty-five. I think it's more enjoyable than that. But yeah, it it is a pretty, it's a B movie on every level. So let's rate it. Sixteen-year-old me says ninety. Thirty-six-year-old me says
1: fifty. I fucking hate that you said fifty.
0: Why? Did, were you gonna say fifty? Yes. So that's fine. Um, let's be let's, a, be let's be let's yeah. be on the same page for once. Okay. So it's a it's a fifty round. I it's feel like twice, this is the this is the most diplomatic one that we've had. I think.
1: It is. We've, it's been it's been a level level headed conversation. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's a fifty. It's 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 twice as good as the critics think. It's half as good as everyone else thinks. That's that's where it is. It's, I it's can get 50. on board with that. I do have some other questions for you here. Oh yes. That I was I was I was saving for the end here. Yes. Um, what are your top five Boston movies?
0: Oh Goodwill Hunting Mystic River A great that guy in this
1: movie by the way is one of the side like one of the muscle guys from Mystic River, one of Kevin Bacon's uh oh. not Kevin Bacon, one of Sean Penn's like muscle dudes.
0: What the fuck is, were their last names?
1: Oh I, yeah. But the one of those brothers. Yeah. is a guy who gets shot in the uh in the mob boss's house.
0: Oh man.
1: He's a good that guy.
0: Yeah, yeah. I just remember Kevin Bacon calls them fucking knuckleheads and that made that yeah. always makes me laugh that line in Mystic River. Gone baby gone. Definitely. I'm I don't know if this counts as a Boston movie. It's definitely a New England movie, but Manchester by the Sea okay. is a, I think is a masterpiece. And God. Am I missing one? What the fuck? I can't. Oh, The Departed. Okay. I, I don't, I think The Departed is another one of those movies that kind of like this hasn't aged really well in terms of how kind of outrageously over the top it can be. Okay. But, but yeah, that's, that's my five.
1: Mine is just the town five times in a row.
0: <laughs> you know, <laughs> I had a bad no I had a bad experience in the movie theater for the oh, town it, and I, I I never watched it to, No you're I gonna, had like I had like 60 high school kids in the theater. Like it was just
1: stop going to the movies or pick better times to go to movies.
0: No, I mean I, I learned my lesson, but <laughs> I'm trying to learn my lesson. But yeah, no, I had a bad movie theater experience and I never revisited it, so maybe I'll do that this weekend. Uh
1: okay, either that or the next time we hang out, I'll watch the town with you.
0: I would love that. I would love I, that.
1: I fucking love it.
0: Yeah. No, let's watch it. For sure. Uh, um, we have any more any more categories? Is that it?
1: No. Categories are done.
0: You have no more questions?
1: Back-to-back credits for Willem Dafoe on IMDb in 99 and 2000 were Boondock Saints and American Psycho. Which law enforcement professional do you prefer Willem Dafoe to play?
0: So, I cannot think of him in American Psycho. I, I cannot imagine him in that movie really i it's been a long time since i've seen it but i I guess i I guess i have to go with smecker because i obviously don't remember anything about his role in american uh american psycho
1: he's he's the cop investigating bateman and the murder of the murder of paul allen
0: get the fuck out i don't remember i I literally i do not the only things i remember about that movie are christian bale's shenanigans (laughs) Um, but shenanigans I think I'm underselling murder
1: (laughs) it's just it's just bloody murder Um, Uh, all right then that's all the questions I have
0: so what are we doing next week Chris
1: it's actually a a segue off a question you asked me just prior to filming the pod riddle me this oh riddle me that oh my god who's afraid of the big black bat
0: Okay, speaking of the Riddler, I asked Chris before, have you seen the new fucking Batman trailer? It is awesome. And the, you'll see, Chris, the, the, the little teaser that we got of Paul Dano's Riddler is going to be fantastic.
1: So that's, that's why I thought in, in honor of that trailer dropping this week that we can revisit <laughs> Batman forever. <laughs> Nipples and all.
0: Nipples and all and um, Jim Carrey's bulge in the in the Riddler suit. Uh, I don't know what's more disturbing to me as a kid. That or David Bowie's bulge in... What's the fucking movie? Labyrinth. Labyrinth, yeah. yeah. Which I thought when I was a kid, I thought it was Jamie Lee Curtis and it traumatized me because I thought it was Jamie Curtis with that, his, his bulge. So anyway... But that's neither here nor there. Batman Forever next week. That's it. That's it. I'm I'm very excited about that. And you did not pick the one that I want to do next week. So good. I'm happy. I was holding my breath. I didn't know. Uh, I didn't want you to, to pick it for me. But I'm excited. Our first superhero movie. Is it our first? It's our
1: first superhero movie. It's uh. Oh, cool. We're branching out here in the genres.
0: Yeah, I kind of uh, I joke watched Batman and Robin a couple months ago. And it was a joy. So it's been a while since I did Batman Forever. So I'm excited.
1: Very good. As am I.
0: Yeah. All right. Well, All right. this was this was a joy as usual. It was a pleasure, sir. Yes. I will see you when we watch The Town. But we'll be back next week on the 40 Under 40 podcast with Batman Forever. If you would like to advertise your business, please set us up. 40under40pod at gmail.com or you can catch us on Instagram and Twitter at 40 under 40 pod. Fire follow us. Chris Russell, follow us, us and then talk to us. Engage. Say some nice things. Tell your friends, you know, even if you say not nice things, I'll talk to you anyway. Yeah. We'll talk in a fucking Boston accent. You tell your fucking <laughs> friends about a fucking podcast. I should have played greenly. <laughs>
1: <laughs> All right, Chris. Love you, Love buddy. Me. That's,
0: me. that's Chris Russell. I'm Chris Mangan. Whoops. That's Switch not back. right. Reverse that. All right. See you next week. Right. <laughs> See you, dude.